What's up, Banana Bunch? Another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. You know what? This is episode 26, which means it's official. This is my halfway point of my first year. I've been doing this show for six months exactly now. Yes, because there's 52 weeks in a year. 26 times 2 is 52 because I barely made it through elementary math class. Let's uh, congratulate each other for making it thus far. There's some clapping happening. Uh, Thank you all for being a part of the show. Thank you all for listening, tuning in, all that fun stuff. You know what? I've got the follow-up to last week. We did our uh, produce on the big side, and now I'm bringing the internal employee to talk about produce this week. But before we dive into that, you know what I need from you. Another review. We've got a couple weeks left in March. I need 15 more reviews. And then we're going to hit 100. And then I'm going to set a whole new goal. And it's going to be great. But uh, thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for me. You're all the real MVPs out there. Okay? I appreciate you so very much. Seriously, it means a lot to me. And to all of you considering doing it, I'm not looking for anything grand here, folks. I just need a couple sentences to tell people why you love the show. And you know what? I think my employers love to hear it, too. And really, it's just going to make it easy when I beg them for more cool toys down here. So help me out, and I'll share my toys with you. Well, like I said this week, I thought I'd have a fun little uh, twist on things. So to give you an idea of what's on the menu, I got a deal squeal coming up here with Chris V again in a few minutes. Uh, But I wanted to dive into the world of produce. And so Jimmy, who's been on the show a couple times, he got me connected with one of our employees who has lived a pretty storied life, who now is part of our international produce team, which is funny because I believe he might be one of the only Americans working in that section. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of get his perspective on the world of international produce because I would assume that he, like me and probably so many others, wouldn't really know that world. So it's about him, you know, getting educated and having that like firsthand experience. And maybe more important to all of you listening, he's totally offering samples of products. So now we can just try a bunch of produce, right? Well, before I go into that whole thing, though, I think we should invite Chris V over. And you know what that means? It's time for the deal squeal. Chris V, back in the house, baby. What's going on? Oh, here for deals. Good to be here again. Uh, yeah, I think it's getting close to springtime, and it looks like you brought something to get us a little a little hyped about grilling and chilling. I know. I'm hyped. Dude, it's one of the best parts of the spring and uh, the summer. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I know a lot of people around here are, too. Um, just the first uh, like kind of warm night, the sun's getting, you know, it's staying out later, right. all that sort of stuff. I feel it. Yeah. I bleed sun. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought uh, I brought us a little treat today. Ooh, what do you got for me here? Well, I have a double sided, and what I mean by that is one side uh, has the ridges for the sear marks. Okay. And the other side is a flat griddle. So Ooh. essentially, you can still do burgers on it that way, the smash style. You could do pancakes. You could put this right over your stove. It's not specific to grilling, but it oh. is a cast iron griddle, and it is on a deal. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, what's this got to be like 60 bucks, something like that. Uh, you are on par with Lodge. Now Lodge is great. We do a lot of business with Lodge, sure. we have a big display of them. This is just one of those deals. And uh, this thing is $21.99 on closeout. That's crazy. So you're looking, yeah, at 60% off. Yeah. And they can see a picture of it and everything, but it's like, a, I would say this is an easy two burner. If you've got a, like a range, I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to use this at home. Yes. So I got two gas burners. This should be beautiful. This is an 18 inch by 10 inch. Oh, perfect. Awesome. And it's regular pre-seasoned reversible. Um, and it's a great deal. As we were talking about the other day, I'm bringing this one home. Oh, me too. I think I want to now. 
Yeah. Every time I listen, this whole segment, I know it's supposed to be for the customers, but it's secretly just for you and yeah. I to buy shit you for know, the house. Right. <laughs> Me and you just talk about what in the hell we want. Hey, buddy, did you see this deal? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm like, fill me up on that $2.69 Valentino hot sauce. That's right. Oh, well, that's, that's, that'll be next time. We, I don't, I'm sorry. I buried or spoiled it. It rather. doesn't, you know, that's still a good deal. And <laughs> I mean, that thing was a huge bottle. Oh, yeah, for sure it is. But I didn't, I'm sorry. I got distracted with that. I'm taken by this because, I mean, yeah, easily. Like the, the version I, I had one years ago and then I unsuccessfully, uh, I say unsuccessful. I tried to remove the rust. Didn't do a great job. So I tossed it at some point. Cause I was like, you know, and I'll just replace it one day. Yeah. Well now is your chance. Yeah. At a $21.99 for real. $21.99. It is heavy. It is cast iron. Yeah. There's nothing knock off about it. I mean, we're talking about the same size cast iron metal and it's a brand difference. So again, we love lodge. It's like the same thing we did last week. Yeah. You know, if you market right, you deserve higher prices for your name. Exactly. But when quality comes to quality and you're looking at apples to apples or iron to iron in this case, <laughs> this is a hell of a deal. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's what I love about the jungle, a little of that price magic. You never know what you're going to find on sale. I know. And you know what? Like you were just saying, me and you is kind of like our secret way to be like, hey, that's, you should check this out. <laughs> that goes on between so many of our employees. I'm Did sure. you see that thing? That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. And uh, so I guess this is... The way we squeal. This is a way, I love it. That is the way we squeal because we're kind of going out here. We're going to be the front lines. We'll go test the products ourselves. I mean, that is true. And if you don't like it, come see us. Come see Mark, actually. Yeah, exactly. Leave Chris out of this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe knock on the door before entering. Yeah, just knock. But um, again, great product. I... I feel like a grill should almost come with this. That would be cool. Because some people like to hold the juices instead of having it go, you know, fall through the grate and kind of create a flame. Absolutely. Some people like the flame kiss, but this way you have the option. I got a little bit of both. There is that part of me that's like, oh, maybe I'll set my kitchen on fire if the oil sprays over to the gas. But I'm a pro. I know how to handle a gas fire. Yeah, that's right. I learned. Uh, Where can we find those if you weren't you and I who already found them? Okay, so I am not sure about the Eastgate location, although I would think that if it is there, it should be up by the main registers uh, at the end of the pet department. Okay. And here at Fairfield, they are um, right where you are walking in, and it's kind of where the old bank ended. Um, okay, if, so it's like it's like the edge of it's right past uh, the the NASCAR that you walk under to get to it deli is to, and cheese. Right past it and to the right. Perfect. So, so kind a of behind the section. deli, yeah, our little closeout section. Perfect. I think I know where that is. So but, to the right of the lodge uh, display. That's right. Essentially. So yeah, and there's a bunch of other fun stuff there too. Just in case, I'm sure when you look around, you, I have a feeling you and I will find more stuff like this over there. In there's the future, a lot of great deals over there. They got baking pans and um, just like a lot of kitchen utensils that are great quality and great price i got a candle over there the other day that's right that's why my office now smells like hotel lobby right now i like that yeah and while it was delicious last week uh it did stink up the room the scallops bit. yeah yeah the scallops but yeah, now that uh, we know how to say it properly yeah you could that's a teaser name. audience you'll be seeing that soon oh right we got a, we had a fun time with that one but anyway that's that's my pick this week for uh deal squeal mark approved i believe i <laughs> definitely approved i'm oinking over here baby yeah so you got your protein shakes now and uh a good cast iron skillet. I'm ready for it. All right. And it, you know what? If you struggle to find this, you can ask anybody in the store probably. But if you really, really want to bug me about it, you know what? Just come knock on my door and I'll help you try to find it. How's that sound? Customer service, baby. That's right. All the way. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, buddy. 
Chris, appreciate your time as always. I actually bought that griddle, no joke, and I'm going to use it tonight to make some grouper that I also got here in the store because we got a 400 pound, I think it was 400 pounds, 403 pounds, I think was the total, or it was 304. Anyway, it was a grouper that outweighed me. We have that in the store, so I bought some fillets of it this weekend so I could make it tonight for dinner. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'll give you some updates on that. Next week, I guess, if you care. I don't know if you guys care about what I'm eating, but I just like buying stuff here, and it's always very high quality, all that good stuff. But I also like to test out these deal squeals, too, just to make sure I'm not suggesting anything silly to you. But of course, if there's some deal that you're curious about, you let me know. And guess what? And even if it's not about that, if you just want to come reach out to me about the show, you can send me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com. I love your feedback. Some of you just DM me privately, and that's cool, but I actually love the emails just so that I can also, again ask for more toys from my employers. <laughs> uh, but I really just like being able to show them actual emails to be like, look, people are listening. They are engaging. This is what they like. This is what they don't like. So if there's something you like on the show, tell me. If there's something you don't like on the show, tell me. And I got to say it the exact same way. Um, so thank you all for those of you who have done that. And if you want, you can also call me on the podcast hotline and leave me a voicemail that I can air on the show. Uh, and that number is country code one, area code 513 674-6855. So leave me a little voicemail. But on that, let's move on to the entree of today's episode, right? I'm going to introduce you to Michael. He's working over at International Produce. Don't let me say too much about it, but I'm hoping he can walk us through what it's like as somebody with lacking experience in that world, or maybe not experience rather, but lacking knowledge in that world and being educated by all of the wonderful employees who come from all over the planet. So on that, meet Michael. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy had been talking to you up for a while, and he's like, you guys got to have a conversation. I can't wait. So I figured it would just be fun. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you ended up here. How I ended up at Jungle Gyms yeah, or how so I ended Jungle up Gyms. in Produce? Yeah. Uh, let's say Jungle Gyms and then Produce. Both is my short answer. Produce was the old-fashioned way. There was They were looking for um, a chef for the, for the kitchen down here. It's before the event center was at the level it was at. Filled out an application, got called in, got interviewed, um, and offered a job, and I've been here since. But um, yeah, the old-fashioned way. Not I wasn't connected with anybody or knew anything. <laughs> I, just recently back in Cincinnati, I've been gone for a good number of years. And, sure. Yeah, it's been yeah. great. I've always loved Jungle Gyms, but I had no idea the whole story behind Jungle Gyms. So. That's amazing. You've had an interesting tale of adventures since then, huh? Yes. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, I, I think that was where I really wanted to lead in. I, you know, what I feel is so fun about podcasts is that it's a little bit of like, we're just getting an insight into everybody's life, and then we'll dive into what you do here in the building, of course. Okay, so you went like prehistory, like went to yeah. culinary school. Um, I always had a passion for, for food. Um, truthfully, I thought I was going to be an attorney at one point in time in my life, and it's just like, well, that's a little not. And I uh, went to culinary school back in the early 80s and loved it. I've been in it ever since. I always did cook growing up. My mother and my grandmother were both wonderful old school cooks. You know, they weren't, you know, making anything crazy, but they were good, good cooks. I grew up eating good food, good, wholesome food and um, took it from there. I went to culinary school and was fortunate enough to get to travel, got in with a company that that introduced me to the world, and I've, I've had a good time, been around. So That's amazing. Yeah. Any uh, favorite places you've gone <laughs> around the planet? Well, people, it's, it's kind of funny because I was fortunate enough to spend years in Alaska. Oh, wow. And actually got to spend winters up there, and people talk, here's, oh, my gosh, you know, right. this, this is going to. 
And it cracks me up because in Alaska, I would come out of work, there'd literally be 18 inches of snow on the hood of my truck. <laughs> and nobody would even say, hey, by the way, it's snowing. You know, it wouldn't right. care. I mean, we had some ridiculous amount of snow when I was in Girdwood, um, like 60 feet, literal, little measurable snowfall in, in one winter. But it's a ski resort. That's what you want. Sure. Good, so. And were you cooking there, by the way? Yes, I was. I worked for, um, I worked for, are you allowed to say names? I worked for Princess yeah. Cruise Lines. And oh, cool. Uh, people always say, you're on a ship? No, um, but they have five hotels that are their land-based operation. You know, you, you cruise up to the um, inland waterway, okay. and you get to Alaska, then you go all the way up to Fairbanks on the train, and, and it's wonderful. So they, they built five hotels up there that are their land-based operation, and I was at two of their properties for Princess Cruise Lines. Then I worked for two other companies up there, and so I was literally all over the state up there and had a great time and wow, yeah. loved it, but... I actually got to Alaska by a friend of mine in the Caribbean who... Really? The you know, exact opposite location. <laughs> yeah, we went from uh, a record low at the time, I think it was 67, recorded low temperature on St. Right. Croix. It's just like <laughs> 67, you know? And I did literally 45 below in Alaska. It was kind of kind of a, a wild extreme, but a friend of mine was gone all, uh, all summer. I said, Monica, where have you been? She goes, oh, I just got back from Alaska. I said, Alaska? Tell me about it. And she did, and... Actually, the next year I was gone. I mean, I made a phone call, or she made a phone call, and sure. got me talking to the right people, and they offered me a job, and the next year I went to Alaska. Then I started traveling back and forth. I spent the winters in St. Croix and the summers in Alaska. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Incredible that sounds life. incredible. Okay. It so was. what you're telling me is I've followed the entirely wrong career path. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that because um, being a, a chef, a professional chef, is a lot of sacrifice. I mean, you, you miss out on a lot of things because you're working when everybody else is playing. That's why you're working so right. people can play. That's a good point. You know? And it, it's a major part of it. You work nights, weekends, holidays, you know. It's when you're at your, your demand, you know. It's when yeah. you're the biggest demand for you. That so, makes sense, though. Yeah, it was good. So how was the transition for you from being in the, like, in the chef world versus what you found out? You know, because I imagine that you were knowledgeable, but I imagine that the doors opened to this whole new world when you came to International Produce. Yes, it's it's incredible. I, I, it's like when you ride around in a car for the first 16 years of your life, then you get behind the wheel of the car. And it's like, oh, this isn't nearly what I thought it was going to be. That's beautiful. And I had a working um, working knowledge of the produce department. I was good. I mean, I met Tegan who was who runs the international produce when we started here. I mean, he was one of the first people in produce that I really got to know. And it's just crazy that I ended up working for him, you know, 10 years later in his department. Then when COVID hit, I actually started off in the bakery because I, you know, I've been to culinary school and I did take baking classes and stuff like this. I wasn't really versed. It wasn't something that I, you've got to kind of specialize in that. It's a lot of, lot of work to be in the bakery. So I started there, then they needed help in the produce department. I transitioned over. And I thought, going, oh, I'll know all this stuff. You know, I've been here and I've been there. And, oh, man, no. <laughs> yeah. I had incredibly, incredibly limited knowledge, you know, over what I thought I had. I thought, well, I, I should be okay at this. And I walked in there, and they introduced me to things that, you know, it's still, we're eating durian today. And everybody hears about durian, the stinkiest fruit in the world. And it's right. wonderful. I absolutely love it. I, it's funny that you mentioned it because I have a, and I, you know, this is a coming from a complete place of ignorance, but I have to assume that there's some sort of either pheromone or something like that, that it, that it gives off that some people smell it. And it's like, this is not a pleasant smell at all. And other times, so 
when I went to smell it the first time, everyone was like, isn't that off-putting? I was like, no, it kind of just smells like tropical fruit to me. I'm very, I still haven't tried it. Yeah, oh, you see, that's crazy because I had a piece today. We had one that was, it, um, the, the casing on it, the, the shell was, there. the peel was broken, I guess is how you refer to it, mm-hmm. had, had cracked open, and we we're going to see if it was still good. So we took it and ate it, and I had a piece to it. And I said, I should take this down to the podcast. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how that would, how that would go over. But oh, I'm interested next time, for I, sure. Oh, I'll, I'll see, too, that you get it, though. But yep. durian, I think, is wonderful. It has, people say it's like rotting flesh, and I've never gotten that. <laughs> what, what's his name? Andrew Zimmerman from right. his shows. Oh, my gosh, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's horrid. And it's not. It's just, I think he's a sissy. (laughs) I don't know a better way to put that. It's just like, really, buddy? Because it smells like, um, it smells more like natural gas. Like there's a natural gas leak than it does like. Okay. I've never smelled rotting flesh, to my knowledge. Yeah. As far as I know, I've never. Right. And this is maybe, this is how we find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that to me is not what I would think it would be. And uh, anyway, it's good. It's amazing. The first time I ate it, it was like, this is okay. You know, it's not certainly isn't bad. And then because of Lucia, we'd check them out, get different ones in. And it's like, by the third time I had it, I go, man, this is really good. And it's, it's kind of like a drug. The more you do it, the more you like it and the more you want it. It's just like, you know, like, hey, 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 let's, let's, let's get one of these. Drop another one on the floor. (laughs) It's kind of like, yeah, let's sabotage a durian so we can sit around and eat it. And uh, I actually offered it to a guest, I should say a guest from my background, but um, from a customer, I said, hey, Try this. And he's like, ooh, I don't know. I said, yeah, it's the worst thing you can do is spit it out. Right. And yeah, and like, then the experience is over in a few seconds. Goes, that's, that's crazy. He goes, it's like two different tastes, and it is. I mean, because you tasted initially the sweetness, and then mm-hmm. you get the on the back end of it um, a whole different whole different taste. Um, God, I lose my words. It's like almost like a profile, right? Yeah, whole taste. That's exactly what I was looking for. The, the profile changes in your mouth. And it's that's crazy, amazing. It, it is good. It's real. It's Creamy, custardy, really mm. soft and smooth. And um, I'm interested. It's always one of those things that ever since I first heard of it, especially with the idea that it was, it very much seemed to be no gray areas. Either you loved it or you hated right. it. But I love twofold that A, it's an experiential thing, mm-hmm. right? Almost more than just eating where you're like, yeah. oh, there's a change. But, you know, it's just fun to kind of play in those uh, those black and white decisions. I'm here for it. I think that's what's so cool about Jungle Gyms is that we're, I feel like, kind of inviting people in to try new things all the time. Oh, we do. I mean, it, it's it's frustrating at times because people don't realize what they're doing. But we people come through and, and try stuff all the time. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll pick up the, the rambutan or the or the lychee or something like that, and they'll yeah. eat it. And, they'll you know, they'll try it or the green peanuts. Um, and Jungle Gyms... It's part of the experience here. It's, you want something? Try it. Ask. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll cut something for you. We'll cool. be more than happy to to let you experience and see if it's something you like. The number of times, I've, especially with little children, you'll see them with the rambutan that look like hairy eyeballs. They, they're crazy right. looking, and little kids will see them. They're like, "Oh man!" You just walk up and say, "Hey." You want to try one of these? They're like, oh, I don't know. And then you open it up and you've got that white beautiful inside bright. of it that looks completely different than, the, than what you think it would look like. Yeah. And, like, and moms are happy. Moms and dads, you always, you know, are like, kids like it. It's, it's sweet. It's different. And yeah. Mom, can we get these? And it was one of the first things I tried, actually, here. I think it was like in my first or second episode. It was one of my first taste tests. Because I've always been curious. I've seen them and I've tried things that had lychee in them. But, right. I, you know, and I was like, okay, these are all from the same family, but we got to do this. It was 
wonderful. And yeah. I always describe it to people. It's like, I feel like American candy companies synthesize lychee and rambutan and all that, mm. all those flavors to make what I joke. I'm like, they're like gummy bear flavors. Right. And it always comes out in that. So it's very funny to me. I'm like, you can actually eat a fruit that tastes like candy, like legitimately tastes like what Americans yeah. know as candy, if right. that makes sense, you know? Uh, something else you mentioned too, and I thought this was really cool. I joked before I came in here, realistically, like I play all the time, not play, but like, you know, I'm kind of uh, just above the average consumer. I'm, I have a vested interest in this, but mm -hmm. I like to also be the person that's kind of like walking through. And what I thought was interesting about you is that you obviously had a great, you know, knowledge of the food world in general. But I also kept joking. I was like, oh, you're like the white guy in international produce. And so when you mentioned Lucia, I thought it was really, what, I think this is kind of ties back into another cool thing about us is that we have so many international employees <laughs> here in the first place. Yeah. So is that been like a wild learning experience for you in that end? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I'm used to, to traveling. I said I was all through the Caribbean, um, all through Alaska, the West Coast, the East Coast, Florida. So I've been around and I mean, um, regionally, they're, they're, people are different all sure. wherever you go. And you've got to be open to it and accept it and realize that I'm fortunate too, because these places I've been, I've actually been in that world. I was right. my first year on St. Croix. One of the ladies said, Michael, would you like to come for dinner? And I said, oh yeah, sure. What can I bring? And she got her face turned on me. And she goes, Michael, I know you're being polite, but here we look at this as you saying, I can't afford to feed you, which is kind of, it's kind of funny, but things are, are, are different wherever you go. And, and here, this is the things I've learned from, I mean, we, I work with Chinese, Taiwanese, Vietnamese, Filipino, um, India, um, crazy. There's gotta be people from 30 different countries that work in the store, right. literally. It's just, and you can learn and get wonderful experiences from all those people, the food they bring in. It's like, I have no idea what this is, but I'm going to eat it. Yeah. You know, don't tell me until after, you yeah. know, <laughs> but no, it's really not, I've never run into anything that's, yeah. you know, that that's off-putting. It's know? still food, right? It's right. like, I, I always joke with people too, especially when I have, because I, you know, I've, I've always been pretty adventurous. I've got like a fairly mm -hmm. multicultural family mm -hmm. in general. And so grump coming from that, I felt like I had a leg up and being a little more open-minded about mm -hmm. things. But obviously once I moved to the Midwest, I felt like a lot of my friends were a little more, uh, how should I say, like landlocked as it were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have some words for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, we'll share them out off the air. That'll be the after hours podcast. Um, but no, I always thought it was funny. And the thing that I, I've kind of come to it and and in the last few years when I'm trying to bring somebody something new, I'm like, look, here's the thing. You might be afraid of this particular dish because it seems, and pardon the expression, it seems foreign to you, right? And it is. But the thing is, at the end of the day, most food is kind of all made of the same things. It's really just a repurposing and like shifting of maybe some spice sets or, yeah. you know, regionally available vegetables and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, no. To me, it makes sense. I'm like, and I'm with you. I'll try anything. I mean, it, you mentioned Lucia. She and I have bonded nicely. She's been on the show a couple of times. Mm -hmm. She came in and did a hot pot demonstration, which I tried hot pot before, but like actually having somebody who like knew how to explain it to me and right. like, this is the process. This is why we do it. These are kind of like the customs behind it. I thought that was so fascinating. And then right. I literally made hot pot like three days later at my house based on the instruction she gave me. And it was wonderful. It was a great experience, right. you know? Yeah, there's so many things like that, that I've learned. Things that, um, looking at things from a different perspective than what I was used to. Uh, I was sitting on the beach one day with a friend of mine. She was from Malta. And there's sea urchins. She drags, pulls a sea urchin out. The black spiny things that you see. Yeah. Runs up to her jeep, has got a plastic knife, cuts these things in half, sticks two fingers in there. 
and eats it. I go, what are you doing? You're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see this black spiny thing that if you step on, you know, it hurts like, and she's cutting it in half eating it. She goes, you're try this. And I was like, oh my God, sea urchin roe was phenomenal. It's just, really? oh. just amazing. It's just like, like they say, the brave guy that first ate the oyster. Right. You know, it's like with all these things, it becomes, <laughs> you know, necessity a lot of times. And it's just... People know they have a, a better understanding or a different understanding than what you have of, of what nature has provided us and some of the things we've engineered. But it's just, there's wonderful things out there. Absolutely wonderful. I mean. Just got to be willing to try it. Yeah. You know, just say yes occasionally. It'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. I think you put it really well before. You're like, what's the worst that happens? You spit it out. Right. And I've done that. I yeah. mean, there's, I could, I got some stories about some, especially down through the islands that I've tried. And it's just like. It's wild how much of our diet in the States is based on sugar, mm -hmm. how everything we want it to be sweet. And you go a lot of places and they, sugar wasn't part of it. You know what I right. mean? Or if it was, they couldn't, you know, culturally, they, they didn't get it. I mean, like through the Caribbean, there was a lot of sugar cane, but that went to England and France. And, you know, the, the people that were actually producing it, they didn't get it. You know, it wasn't, wasn't for them. And like down there, um, cashews. You, yeah. know, you, you know what cashews are? You ever yeah. seen a cashew grow? No. Big tree looks like an apple tree. Big yellow fruit on it looks like a golden, delicious apple. Mm -hmm. One nut on the bottom of it, hanging there. Wow. One big green nut. And I rented a house that had three cashew trees in the yard. And I was like, what is this? You know, the big yellow fruit. And all of a sudden, people got a small island. People know each other. They'll, right. they'll know who you are. And they'll be like, Michael, can we get the cashew fruit? Can we have some fruit? And it's like, yeah, I don't care. Right. <laughs> don't get it. And it's like, here, you try this. You eat this. And... Um, horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you what it tastes like. One of the like, worst yeah. things I that <laughs> that and fresh aloe are the two worst things I've ever put in my mouth. Also, not a fan of fresh aloe. Yeah, yeah I was like glad I tried it. I'll put it that way. I wish I had. <laughs> I have never had something so bitter in my life. I mean, and yeah. down there it grows wild. I mean, and a gentleman was from um, from St. Lucia. He said, "Here, try this. It's good for you. It, it makes you strong, healthy." And Lubin breaks off a piece of it, and he goes, here. And I was like, oh, my Lord, I will never eat anything you hand me again. It was terrible. It was so, so bitter. Like, that's I mean, how it makes you strong, is actually you. Uh, you I don't know, know but there's, there's a lot of nutritional value to it, and a lot of things that are very good about it. But right out of the, no, right off the tree, no. Oh, <laughs> I don't care for it. Yeah, no. I, uh, well, what are your customers, like, who comes up to you? And maybe what are some of the questions that they ask you frequently? <laughs> Oh, just the biggest thing I hear, and this is from the Midwestern people. What is this? I ain't never seen one of these. And I don't mean to be, but that's just what it is. People come in all the time. They're like, they have no clue. They, they have no idea. And then you have a lot of people come in that are um, people that are looking for, you know, regional things, like a lot of the Africans. And it cracks me up because which side of Africa is he from? East or West? Sure. There's a huge difference. Oh, no, they don't, they don't know about this. Right. You know? Oh, that's cool. Because we have, we have people here that are from, like, um, Lord Brown's from Ghana, and I think Kofi is from the other side. I, yes, you know, I forget where Kofi's I, I, from, too. Yeah. I'm trying to get him on the show eventually, though. Yeah, so. he's, he's, Kofi is a wealth of knowledge. So is Lord Brown. I mean, That'd be just, fun. They talk about things that's like, I have no idea what they're talking about or the way they, they cook things like yams. Here people say, you know, we have yams at Thanksgiving. We don't have yams at Thanksgiving. We have sweet potatoes. Sure. This section over here is yams. All these roots and stuff like that are all yams. And you, you look at these things, you cut into it. It's, um, you know, just the 
colors. Some of them are purple on the inside. Right. And I mean, vivid, vivid purple. Yeah, and bright color. I love that, too. It's so yeah. exciting to eat things that are brightly colored like that, you know? Yeah, and it's just just all the things that that are... Um, that are on the floor that you have no idea. I mean, some of the yams you cut open and they're yellow and white. Cool. And um, modeled colors. And it's, it's surprising um, what they're like. Some of them, I mean, if you ever go to Puerto Rico, you'll get breadfruit. But the people from the South Pacific do one thing with breadfruit and the people from Puerto Rico do another thing with with breadfruit. And the only place I ever saw breadfruit in the Caribbean was on Puerto Rico. I don't know why it's there, yeah. but it's nowhere else. Wild. Down there. But yeah, they make, um, you know, like tostones that you, you take plantains, yeah. green plantains, fry them, smash them, and fry them again. So delicious, chips. too. And they, they do the same thing with the breadfruit on Puerto Rico. Uh, mm. There were two girls in here the other day that were talking about it. And I'll, I'll the type, I'll go up and say, hey, you know about this. Well, yeah, I, I grew up eating this. And they'll, They'll talk to you. Um, people from Jamaica have one take on the roots, and the people from like Down Island, um, farther south, you go have have a whole different take. And they, I love that. Yeah, it, it, to me too. It's fascinating. It's just like, can I go to your house for dinner? <laughs> right. Can we just sit around and eat? It's 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 amazing to me. Food is, it, it's the universal bond. I say world. it all the time on here. I'm like, I 100% agree. We all have to eat, you know? Yeah, we do. And, you know, you can either eat, you know, a protein drink or you can have all this other stuff out here. And, the, and it's great to me. I absolutely love it. I mean, yeah. food, is, food is fun. And um, it's practice. You know, and there's people always say, well, is that good? I said, well, if you like it. Right. If you don't like it, it's not good. Sure. <laughs> you know? But that's, that's so true. People say, is that any good? Yeah, I like it. I think it's really good. But... Other people say, no, that's horrible. They don't care for it, but anyway. No, I love that. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this. It's just, it's so fascinating to me. It's great too, because, you know, I always take notes and questions before mm -hmm. I do an interview. And I love when, I, it's not an accident, obviously, but I always like when some of these questions get kind of answered without me thinking to bring them up in the conversations. Mm -hmm. I was doing that face where I was like, oh yeah, what kind of things, like, what do you see most frequently? That kind of stuff. And it, it, I was going around things like, you know, you kind of covered for me, like, what things Westerners seem to misunderstand about international produce and that kind of stuff. That There are so many varieties and so many different ways to mm -hmm. view something that we've just been locked in. I loved your take on the sugar thing, too. That's really interesting, and I think it's clearly a problem in the American diet. And I'm hoping that we can maybe shift that for all of us, yeah, me because, included. Because in, in America, we eat processed sugar. It's not like we're eating natural, natural sugars. Right. Because so many things are loaded with natural sugars that you have no idea. Or have sugars in them. I mean, corn chips, nothing but sugar. I mean, in your system. I mean, they, you know, when you when you eat corn. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of wild. And because we'll have there's people down there. I work with a lot of Vietnamese in the in the produce department. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a several. And these guys, they're funny because they'll bring stuff in for you to try, and it's just like, put some sugar in that. You know, and so right. they're like, no, no, too <laughs> sweet. No, we yeah. don't, we don't want it. They don't they don't like it. They don't care for it. And um, they don't use like um, like flour to thicken things. They use starches. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so they have a more of a rubbery, jelloey texture to them as opposed to like when you tighten something with 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 flour, it has a, a whole different consistency to it. Right, almost a little more fluffy for like yeah, a it ha term. yeah, it's yeah. Starches are denser. They make a, a, a denser, more solid product, um, a little toothier. So it's kind of crazy. It's just. Um, just lost it. Um, just differences 
Uh, I'm losing it here. No, I, and I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm following you. Like it's just like those little cultural differences that we don't. Again, we don't think about. I, and I feel kind of privileged in that I had a lot of family that wasn't from the state, so a lot of the sweet. I had a mix, right? Where like mm-hmm. dad's side, well, that was like very American sweets, and then mom's side was very much like a more savory treat where you're like, Oh, is this supposed yeah. to be dessert? It kind of tastes not like dessert at all. As I, you know, yeah. you're a kid, so you're already cranked to the gills on wanting that super sweetness. Yeah. I want cake with extra icing. Right. Please. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, what is this? Is this is cake. It mm-hmm. tastes like bread, you know, that kind of thing. But I think that was, I, I don't know. I, and as I've gotten older, I feel like I've grown to appreciate it a little bit more. And I feel like that's a big fun thing here. Um, one of the things I kept thinking about are what what would be like some examples of an international produce that you think should make its way into the American diet more frequently? Oh, so much of this stuff, mangoes. I mean, mangoes are, are getting to be way more common, but um, they're, they're wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love mangoes. Good ripe mango is, is great. Um, it's down there that is just the, like we're talking about rambutan and lychees yeah. and um, those kind of things are, are wonderful to eat. There's, there's so many. There's so much. There's a lot more out there than apples and oranges. Right. I mean, there really and truly are. And like we, I had um, pomelo today from China. Yeah. And I was really, we had Lucia was showing me or explaining to me the what, how to look for a good one, and you know why what you're looking at and what you're seeing. And then she goes, but this one is going to be dry, and you're not going to like it. And she cut it open and it was dry, but I was totally blown away by it because I was expecting a grapefruit yeah and not even close it's got a completely different texture wow um yeah a different toothiness to it a different chew um and it wasn't sour like like a a grapefruit i mean you eat a bite into a grapefruit you knew you right you're 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 eating grapefruit it's grapefruit there's no there's no gray area taking a trip through a citrus mountain (laughs) yeah it is and but the pomelo was just absolutely wonderful jackfruit um Huge. I mean, the things are massive. I don't think, I, I mean, the ones we get in here, a lot of them come from Mexico, but yeah. wonderful, absolutely wonderful flavor. And I mean, people are cooking with it, using it to make um, vegan pulled barbecue. Pulled I was, I was just going to mention that. I feel like the vegan community is really kind of doing everybody a service by kind of taking these unorthodox me- methods of, yeah. of cr- recreating, you know, carnivorous dishes. Yeah, right. Um, Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I love, I love the jackfruit. It's really good. The, um, like I say, that palmello. I'm, I've got two sitting back there. That I'm going to take home with me. I, uh, the one I saw the other day that I was really curious about, and I keep meaning to eat it. I just brought a bunch home, and I haven't yet. Are the Sharon fruits the, uh, yeah, like in the persimmon family? I'm, they, they are, they, they are a type of persimmon. I mean, there's two different ones back there. If you see the little video with the, the flat ones that you eat when they're hard, okay, and the or pear-shaped ones you eat when they're soft. Oh, okay. And they're 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 great, but um, yeah, persimmons are are wonderful. And there's people in the states that know about them, but I never had persimmons growing up. And, yeah. I mean, you would see this, you know, in, as an ingredient or something, or as a right. paste. But to actually say I had a persimmon, no, no. Um, I feel like cooking shows were the first place I ever heard of them. You know what I mean? Like outside of maybe just some passing mention, right? Which is interesting. What do you think the what do you think the barrier is there for I mean maybe accessibility is probably obviously one of them but are you do you think it's like a preparation thing like I know for me personally I think about the Ramadan right right I I had to you know when I came in I was just like okay and I didn't know anybody yet so I was like a little too afraid to be like what am I doing yeah but I'm the type of person who, if I want to go try this, I'm going to go watch some YouTube videos on it. And, like, I'm going to educate myself. So I'm kind of coming around to think, like, 
do you think that's like a, a little of the the uh, trepidation comes from people just not knowing how to handle it? I think that's a lot of it. Like I say, because if you look at, at Rabbit Tennis, a great example. I mean, it's a red, it looks like something from space. It yeah. doesn't look like something is supposed to be eaten. It looks like a little COVID-19 molecule. That's what yeah, I that's thinking. What I was like, That's what hilarious. it looks like. It, yeah. it looks like that. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it looks like. It, it's, it's ignorance because people simply do not know. Um, yeah. And it's... It, and getting people out of their comfort zone a lot of times takes a little bit of work. They don't want to do it. And the other thing that's with a lot of the stuff is the price point. Sure. I mean, when you've got we've got um, stuff coming in from Southeast Asia. I mean, that's a long flight. I mean, right. you're going to go to Asia. You're going to you're going to spend some, through, some yeah, change for, for, sure. for that ticket. <laughs> the fruit has the same thing. I mean, it, and it's a battle getting a lot of it here because it hits the West coast and it's got to go through customs and it's got to get it on a truck and then it's going to drive five days and right. it's got to, you know, go to a warehouse and then come in. And it's, um, so a lot of the things are like, say, are, are just ignorance. They, they, they don't know any better and, there, and there's cost. I mean, I look at some of these things back here that people pay for, but I guess if I was someplace and there was this, watermelon oh, and I right. haven't had watermelon in a few years and it was $15 I would probably buy a watermelon you know what I mean I saw those big watermelons we had were they from somewhere didn't we just have fancy watermelons in we had the ones for um the lunar new year okay and it, was a, it was a type of watermelon okay and I'm not sure exactly I mean there's so many types of watermelons sure. out there it's crazy. I meant to try them and I totally forgot to do it I got so caught up making the content but like you said people people saw them in you know, if you're over, if you're somewhere that doesn't celebrate Christmas and they've got whatever Christmas cookies and they're, you're going to buy them, you're, you're going to want them, you know, you're going to want things that remind you of home. And that's, that's the thing that, that's one thing I really like is you see people come in here and they've got a story about, I was here and we had these and, you know, I grew up here and I haven't had these in so long and to see them here in the store, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, um, there's so many things there that, I still don't know about. I mean, and I've been in the department almost two years, I guess two years next month. Oh, wow. Since well, COVID, congratulations. Since yeah. COVID started. I mean, like, crazy to think and, about that. I, in my head, it's yeah. still February 2020 right now. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's wild um, the way things have gone and how long it's gone on for. Cause I don't think anybody, I know I had no idea that, oh, by Easter we'll be fine or by, right. you know, Fourth of July, we'll be having picnics again, and yeah, yeah, none of that came to fruition. In fact, it's I still told, going on. I told everybody in my life, I was like, "Here's my theory: it'll slow down by Christmas." And I was like, and everyone was like, "That's way too long. How could you think that?" And I was just like, "I don't know. Generally, people are slow to move." So right. I was like, it, "It'll take a while to get everybody on the same page." And you know, it was funny that I was still wrong, even with a, yeah. what I thought at the time was a wild guess. But unfortunately, I'm no virologist. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that. Really, you need the you need the two by four. Whack! <laughs> Do I have your attention now? Are you listening? Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it's just it's just frustrating because there's a lot of people that they want to believe what they want to believe. And they want to know what they know, and yeah, that's that's the, the long and the short of it. So, well, hopefully that you and I can act as the two by four in this regard <laughs> to get people to try more uh, different produce. Things. Yeah, don't don't be afraid. There's so many. Um, herbs back there um like the vietnamese herbs that are that are absolutely wonderful i mean you tr try them like people come in all the time they're like what's yeah. that like i just hand it here take a bite i love try, it try the leaf that's so cool take that's it. a great thing and that's something that i mean i've been shopping here for most of my time in cincinnati and i had no idea that was even on the list but also i'm the type too generally to be like i'm not gonna bother these employees today if i don't have to oh, see, so i feel like that's i i'm hoping that we can just keep telling the audience like it's not bothering well, us. Well, that's what I do. I'll, I, you hear people say, I wonder, you know, I, 
interject myself into their conversation. I really do because to me, it's how could you not want to impart knowledge on people? And I, right. I, you don't have to be, but you can talk to people. Say, hey, do you know what this is? Do you you know, have you ever had this? Or you know, what were you looking for? What were you trying to do? And what's great about me. I think is my advantage over a lot of people is I do have an extensive culinary background. I did go to culinary school. I have worked in that industry for 35 years. I mean, I've been a working chef my whole adult life since I was 21 years old. Yeah. And um, so I do know how things, um, how things work, what you can do with these things. And like, well, if you're used to dealing with this, if you've used this, if you used a potato before, take this yam and do the same thing with it. Peel it, dice it, Boil it, put a little, you know, cream or butter or salt and pepper and, you know, a little stock, whatever, and and, and go with it. Try it. I mean. That sounds awesome. It is. It, it's so, it's so great. Some of the, um, just cooking methods. Well, how would you, you know, like braising things or, um, you know, roasting things, doing things in the grill, doing vegetables on a grill. People um, in the States, it's becoming a lot more popular, obviously, over the years. But forever, who would have ever thought of doing, you know, bok choy on a grill? You yeah. get the charred leaf, the, the flavor, the, the grilled taste. And um, that's one thing that's great about Tegan and Donnie in, in maintenance. They're both grill guys. I mean, they both, they both smoke a lot of stuff. They grill. They, they do it. And they'll come in with things like, look what I did on my grill last night. It's just like, I got to try that. Yeah. And it's amazing how, how these how these things produce in, in general works on a grill. I mean, have you ever grilled fruit? Yes, it's amazing. It is. It's wonderful. Oh, people yeah. People don't think of those lines. Or, Have a peach and get it right on there, get yeah. it nice and oof, just, yeah. just anything, just like roasting things over a fire. Right. I mean, being camping, being someplace and, you know, doing these things. Like, we, as kids, we used to bake apples, you know, and roll them in foil and throw them in the fire, you know? And, yeah. You know, the skin might be a little charred on it, but the inside is still really, really good, it you know? It's really good, too. It is. It's oh, I just, missed out on a good amount of campfire stories, I feel like, as a kid now. <laughs> well, I am an Eagle Scout, so I did camp a lot. So that's <laughs> Prepared for the wilderness. Yeah. So have you found, do you have like a favorite product in your department that you that's always your go-to? I know that may be a broad question, but. No, people say that to me, like, being in the culinary world, they say, what's your favorite thing to cook? <laughs> you Whatever like I'm cooking at the time, pretty much. Right. That's, that's a true story. I love I, it, though. I mean, it is. It's, um, whatever you're making, it's. It's practice. You're, if I'm making something, I was oh, that worked out really well, and I like it, and, and carry it forward. Or, ah, that could have been a little better, so let's adjust it. I mean, there's no, very few things. In the, color, in the kitchen, they say you have recipes. Mm-hmm. In the bakery, you have formulas. Bake, the bakery, you yep. need to be exact. Bakery's like science meets yeah. magic to me. Yeah. So. Well, in the kitchen, it's, you know, finger meets mouth and uh, needs a little more salt. And you can do that. I mean, you can... Yeah. Oh, it's a little too thick. It's not thick enough. It needs a little more of this. And it's completely adjustable all the way through until it's on the plate. I love it. And that. it's wonderful. And, like, whatever I'm doing, it's – especially when I'm doing something that I'm not very familiar with. And that was great about being in the event center was developing recipes and playing with stuff. Like, have an idea. And, you know, it might start out here as soup and end up being, you know, fried chicken on the other end or just the – I have files up there where it started here and I can document it all the way through about <laughs> how it started out and is this, and this is where it ended up. It, it, it's great. It's to me, it's just, a, it's fun. It's playing and yeah. you get to eat at the end. You know, it's just like at the end of the day, you know, everything you eat might be cold, but at least you get to eat. Yeah. It's you a different know. form of art. I think about that all the time too, where you're like, it's yeah. edible pl- and you get to play with your food a little bit and, and not in a gross way, but you know, yeah, that, that's the only, you know, 
we were having the conversation before we, went on, before we started recording about, yeah. you know, I, I can't draw a picture. I mean, I can barely write my name, but I can put food <laughs> on a plate. I'm, I'm serious. I, have, I don't have, that's not within me in that regard, but I can put food out and make it look good. I can, you know, I can, um, yeah, I, I, that's, that's my art. That's my, my form. I love of, it though. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can do so many things with it and just got to get yourself out of the box and climb out and do it, you know, kick the walls down, whatever it takes. Yeah, I'm right with it you. Is. It is. It's, it's great. So, I mean, for me, I, I think I'm really blessed. I mean, I would never wish COVID on anybody or any of that stuff. And I was really angry about it. I don't know if angry is the right word, but I mean, you're just same level of frustrated maybe. as everybody else out there in the world. But I'm fortunate because for me, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I came down here and I was thinking, well, this is only going to be, you know, a few weeks or whatever. It's just like, you know, I like this. This is fun. The interaction with the people, the talking to people, the getting to going all the way through people looking for this and they, they need this to go with that. Well, I know where this is. I don't know where that is. So let's go find that. And, you know, learning yourself what's out there in the store and, and how to pair things together and, and put this with that. There's things that, um, that you never would have thought of. I mean, I made, Walling made pickles back there. I mean, they're sliced. It's, they're a type of pickle. I mean, it's AA choice some. Does anybody have any idea what that is? I, have I no sure idea. didn't. Yeah. It's crazy. It looks like a palm tree. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's about this tall. Peel it, slice it, put a little salt on it, you know, let the water come out of it, drain it off, a little soy sauce, little sesame, and some hot chilies. Mix it up, Ooh, let it go overnight. That sounds really good. It is good. It's, it's really, really good. But, um, you know, just the things that – there's things that put soy sauce on sweet things. You wouldn't think about doing it or some of the other – there's so many sauces back there. It's crazy. Oh, and yeah. they're all different, and they're all wonderful. I mean, fish sauce – Fish sauce is, and that's what, exactly what it is. It's fermented fish juice. And right. It's just, um, it's like, who in the world ever came up with that or whoever thought to do that? You right. Know, I'm glad they did. It's yeah, me wonderful, too. but. It was know. one of those things that I remember being a little bit like, do I want to try this? Like mm-hmm. the first time. And then yeah. I remember thinking like, well, everybody else is eating. It. It'll be fine. And then you try it and it's not at all what you expected yeah. the flavor to be. It's wonderful. Yeah, like I said, it's like the, like the durian. It's like you have this preconceived notion of what you're going to be eating or what your your taste buds are going to experience. It's like, no, well, that's that's pretty darn good, you know? Oh, I can't like, wait for that. That'll be a fun thing. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like, it, you know, you've been a wealth of information here. I feel like we should uh, think about just doing more fun stuff where we taste some of these. Oh, we, you know, we could definitely do that. I would, like, love, that to, so I would love to put it together. Like, um, yeah, was, you and I in conjunction go back there and – Right, you know, because you have more knowledge than I do, and I, I love that because you know, for me, sometimes it's hard to articulate outside of this is good. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I get that, but I mean, it's just looking at you know, what do you want to try? Let's go back there and pull this because most of the things, I mean, there's some new people back there, and I'll take it and say, hey, you got to try this, you got to know what yeah. you're talking about, and you kind of need it. It's like here it is, try it. Yeah, what do you think? And People are sometimes like, ooh, and it's like you said. Some people think it's good. Some people don't think it's good. But it's all you know, personal opinion. It's just about taste. trying it. You just got to yeah. give it a shot and then see what happens. You never know what you're missing out on already. Who knows? Right. Your favorite dish might be out there, and you've just been too afraid right. to try it. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's like I was talking to somebody about the, the king crabs that are in the tank back there. I yeah. was We were down in the Cook Inlet for a couple of days off, relaxing, enjoying. And apparently, you're not supposed to be able to catch those crabs while you're fishing. <laughs> really? But a guy I was with pulled, you know, had one. I mean, it was 
took the king crab, threw it right on right on coals, right on the fire, and ate king crab right out of the awesome. right out of the cook inlet, and, That's and loved it. Yeah, it's that, just that was delicious. Oh yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> At my time in Alaska, I remember, and this was a long time ago, but I just remember seeing, the first time I saw king crab legs up there, and I was just mm. like. I don't want to see the monster this was attached to because yeah. it was like you know it was like putting my arm on a plate. Yeah, they're it's crazy. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're good, but just the food <laughs> up there. I mean, you can go so many places. Not so much to the Caribbean, but you got the ocean right there that you can get stuff. You know, I've gone out and snorkeled and sure and gotten yellowtail snapper and, and doing right on the beach. The same That's thing amazing. in Alaska. You can you can be fishing and you know take fish right out of the, right out of the river, right out of the ocean. You can you know, source um, freshwater scallops and stuff like yeah. that. And people do it up there. I mean, they just have crazy little cook methods. And you'll see people out all the time camping with the fish right out of the stream, right there, you know, gut it, scale it, roast it over the fire. It's just Now wonderful. you really make me want to travel again. I have just haven't gotten to do much of that lately. So. Traveling, is, traveling is wonderful. And um, I think food is... Food is the common bond. Wherever you go to any country, it's there's a there's a common link there between people because the, the indigenous people and the tourists or the locals and the tourists, however you want to refer to it, um, they do, and, you, and you'll come together over food because oh, you know, and especially when you when you get out of the like maybe out of the tourist areas and you get back off the road a little bit and, yeah. and actually see what what is what local cuisine is. You know, I so mean. Cool. And it's, it's wonderful. There's just so many things out there that, man, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I know, right? But, but travel, be adventurous. See what's out there. And, and don't be afraid to eat something. Like I say the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to spit it out. Yep, it's over. It's a few seconds of your life. Yeah, and it's... It, you won't miss it. But it could be a whole new chapter to your life. It could be a whole yeah. new window. Like, man, I can't believe I've never had this right. You know, you know even locally here in Cincinnati, there's people that have never had the chili. You know, mom didn't make that. And that's, that's a lot of it. You, you, yeah. You, you know, you Does gotta, it trigger a food memory? Right. You know? There's a lot of things that, you know, people like because it's what their mom made. Or, or We'll have that conversation. Well, how do you think it should be done? How, how, what makes you comfortable doing it? And yeah. I love that. It. Play with it. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm now officially inviting everybody in to come see you so they can try some <laughs> Dude, interesting don't stuff. don't be afraid to ask. People say, oh, I hate to take you away from your job. But that's what people don't understand. That is our job. Right. Is educating people, explaining it to them. I mean, we've all been in a store where you could fire off a, you know, a gun and you wouldn't get any response. You right. know, it's just like, I've got a question here. Can somebody answer it? I ask them over there. Here, they expect us to know what we're talking about. They expect us to know what we're doing. Yeah. They want us to educate the customer, explain right. things to them, make them, make them aware of it. And don't, like I said, don't be afraid to talk to people. I mean, um, they appreciate it, number one. They right. learn, and a lot of times they'll, they'll teach you a lot of things that you don't know. And, and, it's, what's, and that's like, what's better than that, you know? To that's me, why we come <laughs> to a place like Jungle Gyms, you yeah. know? I, to me, I love it. There are days when I, I don't feel like maybe I got a lot done as far as what my actual job is. But, you know, in the holidays, I'll spend the day, I'll talk to 25 different people and walk around the store nine times, but explaining to people, showing them what it is and talking to them. And they talk back. And it's like, if you, you know, if you can do both, if you can listen and speak, you do, you'll do well. And, and, and I love it. I said, yeah. Well, it's very palpable. I appreciate it. And more importantly, I appreciate you taking the time to come sit with me today and talk to me about this. <laughs> it's been amazing. I love it. I, uh, yeah, I, 
I do. I like it. Like I said, I, I think you probably have the best job in the world. I think really, I do too, actually. You really do. It's just like, how do you, how do you get that job? <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. Well, that'll be, well, I'll have you back on soon so that you can interview me. I'll do that. I would love to. Like I said, I, I, was, I was watching when I was in the green room. We don't really have a green room, but it sounds pretty cool. It does sound cool. I like it. That's in how I'm going to refer to it. I was calling it first class seating for a little bit. Yeah, but it's the green room. And right. It's, it's, yeah. I was watching your story. It's just like, God, I want to, you know, same thing. It's like, I'd like to interview you and hear what your story is with, you know, their little clips and stuff that are up there from your background. I think that'd be a fun episode. I'd be into that. So. Yeah, it'd be cool. Sounds good. Flip the, let's flip it. Oh, all right. Uh, challenge accepted. All right. Well, in um, the meantime, Michael, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having you on. It's really good. I, I enjoy it. Um, Come back like, anytime. I, I anytime like we lost something. our train of thought. Where we were, you know. That's every podcast. It's like we always start somewhere. It's like improv or jazz to yeah. me, where pretty much the, to me the thing is, here's my point A, here's my point B, and then let's just be intrigued on the way across, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Because like I said, I was trying to think about, I wonder what he's going to want to know and, you know, what am I going to talk about? And yeah. Where we started and where we ended up, I think. It's kind of fun, different. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. I don't I don't mind it in the least. Well, that also gives us more to talk about in the future, too. So, Another show in the bag, baby. We made it halfway through a year. And guess what? You're stuck with me now. You're part of this. You've all agreed. You're all part of this. Every time you download an episode, that means it's real now. So, no, seriously, I appreciate you all being a part of this. I appreciate everybody who listens. I love all the reviews, all that good stuff. You all make my day whenever that stuff comes in. And, you know, it's very nice. You're all very, very nice to me, and I appreciate that so much, so you know. But uh, don't feel like you got to kiss my ass, as it were. I I really do want to know what you think about the show. Well, I mean, honestly, maybe you're not kissing me ass. Maybe you just really do love me. And if that's the case, what have I done so wrong in my personal relationships? Uh, (laughs) But all kidding aside, um, no, it really means a lot to me that you all support the show and you dive in and you get involved with me. And I want to keep making more and more cool stuff for you, which is why we're trying to run so hard. I'm going through all these old episodes that we've recorded prior to having video cameras in the room so that I can start launching this as a visual show too, because we're going full late night TV, baby. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. I hope you're as excited as I am. I want to just be able to do all the food demos right to your face so you can see us eating. That's really the trick. You can almost taste it. Almost though. Mostly because whenever I post on Facebook about doing a food demo, none of you show up, but that's okay for now because one day some of you will show up. All right. I'm... (laughs) On that, everyone, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.